This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, hello and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, a brand new project of ours where basically we talk all things Mansfield Town. What can we expect from the podcast, I hear you ask, hovering over that stop button? Well, basically, a lot of laughs and four Mansfield Mad supporters taking the chat from the forums, the social media messengers, the terraces and bringing them right to your ears in what is the only dedicated Mansfield Town podcast on the internet. Probably. I'm Trey Priest and I'm joined each week by fellow fans who share opinions, views and jokes etc on the club we all know and love. Now it's not just about me and whoever happens to be sat around me wearing a clip on microphone in the middle of a park. Yes we are in Titchfield Park as you'll probably hear the rain and probably see the rain as well if you're watching this on, on YouTube as well. Uh, it is about you as well, you can get involved on social media. Follow us at MTFC Matters on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters. We'll leave the, leave the links on the website and in the description as well. You can get involved on the comments, um, comment on the topics, comment on all the, the matches and all the subjects we've on there as well. And you can also vote in our polls. More on that later on. We're going to be doing a bit of an ultimate 11, uh, which these guys don't quite know about yet. So we'll tell them about that in a little while. Joining me this week is fellow Mansfield Matters and Chad blogger Mark Plum, who is just to my left. I've got my lefts and rights there for a moment, Mark. <laughs> uh, also as well, we've got Stags fan, super fan Cam Felsons, who's to Mark's left on the, ca- on, on the camera. So wave to the camera, Cam. People who's listening to this on the audio can't see the wave, so yeah. that was utterly pointless, but there you go. And as well, we've also got the man who keeps begging me to sing the intro music to this very podcast. Don't worry, that's never going to happen. Mr. Nathan Edge, how are you doing, Nate? I'm good, thank you. Fantastic. Well, let's get straight on with it then. Obviously, Crew Alexandra away on Saturday, the start of a brand new League Two season. Are we all excited to, to get things underway? Yeah, we're looking forward to the season ahead. Should be a good one, shouldn't it? I mean, can Mansfield are are backed by the bookies to win League Two this year? uh, Title favourites. I think it's going to be tight this season because we're just looking at the teams around us. We're going to be very tight between us, Luton, Coventry, uh, Swindon, are another one expected to do well this season, having just come down from League One. So, you know what? I think you look at the table mid December, early January, you're going to be looking towards that. The teams that are top, they're going to be the teams that are going to be pushing towards come end of May. 13 new players, Mark. Yep. A big overhaul of the squad in the summer from Steve Evans, showing his intentions. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's got players that's been there and done it, you know. They've got promotions on the CV and, 
you know, just to get quality players, you know, and the strength and depth we've got is fantastic, really. You know? Certainly so. And Nath, you've been a Stags fan for many a year. We've been through the highs, the lows. Cardiff in, in 2004 in, in the playoff final, winning the, the conference. Has any pre-season ever felt like this? I don't think so, no. And in some ways, it's, it's kind of scary to be in this position because I, don't think, I can't ever remember a time where we've been favourites to win the league, not even in the conference days. So being in this situation, it's, uh, we're not used to it. But, sorry, carry on. But I was going to say, I think it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing. It depends how we how we how we get going into the season. I think. Does that added pressure to either you think come to whoever wants to take it first? Does that added pressure sort of maybe put a little bit more pressure on on Stevens? The fact that this club, as he will have been told by Carolyn and John Radford, has never really been favourites at this point in in pre-season. Does that add another lot of added pressure to what we're going to do this year? Uh, <coughs> I'd say so. Yeah, because. Like Nathan said, we've never been favourites to even when we won the conference. That that season, we won the conference, came out of no, absolutely nowhere. Uh, so I think to have that added pressure this season, knowing that we are favourites, I think it's going to draw fans in, which is going to be fantastic. I think that's what's going to get the team over the line this season. The extra backing from the town. The town's been stags mad over the past six, seven months that Steve Evans has been in charge, and. I've never seen Stags fans this excited for a season to start for, well, as long as I've been following the Stags anyway. Yeah, definitely. I echo that, definitely. You know, the, the excitement around the club, you know, the, off the pitch as well. You see what we're doing with the training facility and the, the hotel that's being built sometimes. So, yeah, you know, we're just going forward, you know, and it's fantastic, you know. I mean, obviously the Radfords have backed him all the way, you know, with um, signings. So, yeah, it's only it's going to be a positive for the town. First time that really money's been thrown it from a, an owner's perspective really as well you look at in the days of, of Paul Cox yes there was a little bit of money spent there you could argue that actually we, we brought a few players in just to prevent other clubs from signing them we'll come on to that later on but Nathan from, from your perspective obviously the fact that we are getting the checkbook out really does show our intent doesn't it I think it does and I, I think what it also shows is that I think the Radfords have found the, the person that they trust, don't they? You know, I think, like like I said with Cox, but also Adam Murray came in and he did a great job for us. I, I, I'll talk very highly of Adam Murray. I think what he did was Likewise. important and he, and he steadied the ship, I think, and he did what he had to do. And I think um, I'll, I'll be grateful for him for doing that. But uh, as soon as they got Steve Evans in, I think they knew that they've got the man. Let's settle something once and for all, just on that little topic on the Adam Murray thing, right? For me, a manager of Steve Evans calibre, you don't just ring up on a Monday, randomly get his number from an agent or whatever and say, Steve, do you fancy a manager's job? Do you agree that that was premeditated in, in, in some way in terms of we'll give Adam a month, maybe four, maybe three, four weeks to see whether he can turn it around and then make an approach for Steve Evans? Was, it, was there a method behind it? Because for me, it didn't seem like it was a... a, 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 a instant decision well you look at the competition that we had to fend off to get Steve Evans obviously um, he had the offers from Leeds to there he said he wanted to take a bit of time off managing it could quite easily walk back into any championship job if he really wanted to and I'm sure any championship team would, ha- would be happy to have him uh, Oldham were another one looking at him and I think yeah I think it was in the part to be honest I thought it was in the a bit of a surprise because there'd been none of this before you even looked at like his name had been touted before I think yeah. when, when Paul Cox left his name was touted but it was one of those where that's not going to happen nah, is it it's never going to happen in a million years but it's but you know what I think it's going to change the club for a better Steve Evans being in and I think from what we've seen so far because 
when he came in, it was we got two wins straight away, and then we got that very heavy loss at to Carlisle the following weeks. But the cl- the club itself's come on leap and bounds since he's joined, and I think ha- having that experience at Championship level and higher levels for Evans, it's it's done him good. He's brought some of that experience down with him, br- buying players that have played in the Championship before, and I think. <coughs> well, he's pro- you look at the players that he's brought in. You want to thought they as soon as the season finished. All oh, right, we're going to talk to them players. They'll have been in the pipeline since January. We couldn't sign them in January, so we look at them bringing them in. I think a prime example as that is is Amari Sterling James. They want oh, they was going to pay money for him in January, and then they had a look into his contract and found a little help a, a loophole. And Stephen was thought, hang on a minute, let's let's hold off a couple of months. Let's get a loan player in and. And, and look what, what's happened now yeah, let's move on very briefly we'll come back to talk about Steve Evans we'll talk about Paul Rayner we'll talk about pre-season all of the, the things to come but what we're going to do every week on the podcast here is we do like to entertain a little bit and try and have little jokes no Nathan you're not doing a stand-up comedy set ah. <laughs> sorry it's alright although your dad was very funny last night we were, me and Cam was at the rain with mine as well for a game and he was telling us um, a joke about countdown which we, we probably could repeat but we're going for a family <laughs> show so we're not going to do I'm, I'm guessing this is a blind joke right <laughs> It's, it's a joke about a seven letter word it was oh I know where yeah, you know it's going Google joke. it people yeah. it's definitely a dad's joke I can tell you that definitely that <laughs> uh, one thing we're going to do every week is uh, something called the connection question it's absolutely pointless I'll tell you that for now there are no prizes sorry I don't have that budget um, but at the it, but each week at the start of the podcast or somewhere near the start I mean I totally forgot to do it at the very start this week so that just shows how this podcast is going to end um, I will ask a random stag related question uh, which is a connection to the upcoming fixture some will be as easy as Calvin Andrew not in that goal at Chesterfield others will be as technical and difficult as Jacob Mellis's goal at Alfton at the weekend I'll ask the question at the start like I say I'll leave it to linger in the air like the smell of stale Bovril at uh, a conference ground and then reveal the answer at the end if you want to play along at home you can do there's no, there's no fun uh, there's no prize well there's fun in it we hope there's no prize but there you go today's question is this who was sent off in the final game of the conference season 2012-13 when Mansfield won the league and what's the connection to Saturday's League 2 opener at Crewe before don't say the name or the person you think it is but one word yes or no do you think you know it is Cam yes Mark yes Nathan no. <laughs> Okay so two yeses One no Which we'll find out uh, Later on in the show Let's talk about pre-season then uh, One person out of the four of us here Managed to get on a plane As Hudson Eats a twig Eats a twig eats As a I said he would do Yeah A legend um, Talking about eating weird food And changing climates And things like that Nathan you were out on Malta Weren't you? Oh, yeah I was And uh, what, a, what an experience that was uh, I remember a couple of weeks before I was sort of looking at it and uh, there's a bit of um, a bit of unrest between all the fans because I know as, as it had been widely reported there'd been a lot of trouble getting actually fig- fixtures sorted out but I'll tell you what when we were there you sort of forgot about all that because they did get a fixture sorted out and uh, the atmosphere and with the fans and uh, and everything like that is just something that you're never ever going to forget Talk us through that atmosphere then because <coughs> I've seen pictures and some video clips on Facebook I hear that there was a, a local bus service which was completely <laughs> taken over by Stags fans singing something good in, in, for about four hours Absolutely I mean um, 
It was, it was interesting. So I'll just, when I went out there, we went out, me and my dad and my brother went out there for about four days. And obviously the whole trip was on for a week. Uh, and I just want to say before that, before we got there, we, got, we had the chance to speak to some, some Stags fans who, were, who had been out there for the whole week. And they said the day before we actually arrived, they, they had the day where they get, got to meet all the fans, and, uh, sorry, got to meet all the players and Steve Evans. And they all came up to, to, the, to a few pubs. And they said how the players were, you know, interacting with them and that. It wasn't like they'd been forced to do, they genuinely was happy to be there. And they said that for them was the absolute highlight of the, uh, of the trip. But uh, as I arrived there, the day of the actual match when we played the multi-select 11, um, I remember actually I just got out of the shower and I ran to the balcony because I could hear some singing. And uh, my brother did, luckily I had a towel around me, don't worry, it wasn't I'm that gonna bad. Say, I know, I, yeah, it could have been worse, it could have been worse. images in people's head, oh, we're running Absolutely. on episode one, we're going to it <laughs> uh, No worries, I had a towel. But um, there was, uh, we just heard this bus coming up the road and it, had, it was just absolutely jam-packed for Stags fans singing uh, I'm into something good. And uh, this uh, bus was going around the whole of Malta for about five, six hours and they were stopping at different pubs and... Uh, it was just called the party bus and um, or, or the happy bus I think they was calling it as well and uh, they actually arrived at the match in that evening about 10 minutes late uh, apparently it wasn't on purpose but either way it made a great entrance because we was all a lot of fans were, were sat there watching the watching the match and the next thing you just hear this bus over the horizon coming over the mountain hill at the, behind us and they're just coming down singing songs and it was absolutely a, a, an amazing sight really we'll have more on that in a moment as you can probably hear on the audio on the podcast we are actually getting rained on quite bad now <laughs> it's, it's that in touch before Whoever's idea it was to film and record a podcast outside in the pouring rain. <laughs> Frankly, these are the hair looking at. So we're going to head off to a cafe which is just over there. And by the power of editing, that will be done in a split second. See you in a minute. Right then, by the power of editing, we're now, we've now moved inside. And my wallet has taken a bit of a battering from the whole buying tea that's your punishment for saying you know choosing to do it outside choosing to do it outside unfortunately though it does mean we've had to turn the cameras off because we're now in a cafe and we feel a little bit like idiots but we were talking about Malta and about how the Stags did out there once they came back into Blighty though they had a bit of a decent pre-season at home two defeats and a draw doesn't look quite so good on paper but Steve Evans rotated a lot and it was in the end actually probably I, I would say a decent run out I'd say it was a, a decent pre-season you look at the teams that we came up against Chef Wednesday obviously missing out on the championship playoff final on penalties lost, losing to eventual uh, promotees uh, Huddersfield Town and you look at the players that they've got in their team for, like, Fernando Forestieri's for a prime example them sort of players shouldn't be playing in the championship he's an absolute quality player coming up against them sort of players in, pre- in your first pre-season game at home I think it is really good and I th- it was a, a tight game to be honest 3-2 to Sheffield Wednesday I thought it was a, a good game uh, spells where we should have been a little bit better a bit tighter at the back but overall I thought it was a good performance Do you not think though do you, do you agree with Paul Rayner in, in, in his interview he was saying about pre-season you don't look into it too much it's, actually, it's more about getting minutes into players and that's really the bottom line of it really isn't it getting those minutes into those players you know to, to yeah, get I mean, them to fitness That's what I, I probably agree with that I don't like looking into pre-season too much I mean you can look at pre-seasons can't you you can look at smashing teams 4-5-0 you can play as many conference teams you like and win 4 what do you gain from that really other than overconfidence in the dressing room you don't do if you play like so you look at the Nottingham Forest game really we've got beat 4-0 on paper it's a, a bad result but actually the lessons that Paul Rayner and, and Steve Evans and the whole coaching staff will have learned there 
huge. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it also gave the team a chance to try different systems out, you know, playing against top players. So, end of the day, it gave them a good workout, you know, and that's what they need. You know, if we're going to be challenging for promotion, you know, it's going to be good for the boys to, to learn from these mistakes while it's too early. On the flip side of that, though, obviously mentions he did try lots of different systems and things like that. Does anyone else feel like we're coming into the crew game not knowing our strongest sides yet? And to be honest, no matter which combination Steve Evans puts out on Saturday at crew, are any of them really going to have had the game time with each other that they actually need? Because he's tried so many different combinations, so many different formations, and not necessarily formations, but so many different selections that it does seem like a little bit of a mismatch for me I don't think they've had 90 minutes solidly to say right this is my starting team and this is what's going to work through I think to be honest um, last weekend uh, Alfred and first half team I, I think the first half team from that will be the starting team they were solid uh, for that game first half they, they did, yes I thought they played quite well to be honest it was solid at the back not, not many mistakes compared to what we did in you look the home games there were a couple of little mistakes that we really shouldn't have made but the Alfredton game we barely made any mistakes we, just as a team we played really well and then the team that we played for the last half an hour in the second half I think we played well but I don't I think the first half team as a, as a team played better there were key standout plays in that last half an hour that gave us that game obviously the goals from Danny Rose and Jacob Mellis let's, let's talk Rainworth last night bit of an idiotic thing really to schedule that game so close to pre-season we were talking to some of the officials at Rainworth last night they didn't want the game obviously Manchester didn't want the game by the fact, virtue of the fact they sent the under-21s but with the side being so big would you have expected last night, regardless of the decisions behind it, would you expect Steve Evans to have maybe have had a look at five players mixed in with the kids? Maybe 45 each for the keepers who we still can't split hairs between. I'm talking about the likes of maybe um, David Murphy, who's struggled a little bit in pre-season with, with fitness. The likes of maybe Jacob Mellis, Joel Byron, who... It'll be either or for the team selection. Does anyone, does anyone feel like they might they should have had forty five minutes last night, despite it being so close for the season over? Yeah, I mean it could easily have done that. You know, I mean I think the large David Murphy, as you just mentioned, you know, obviously is is um, has not got the match fitness yet. You know, he's a bit behind schedule. But you know, we could say the same for Alex McDonald, who's a bit behind with his fitness as well. But you know, I think at the end of the day, um, we've got a cup game as well against. Uh, Rochdale after crew so I think as well he was that game as well to get some of the fringe players a, a run out well, as we mentioned earlier 13 new signings over the summer by Steve Evans I'm going to ask you all in turn who was, who's been the standout for you who's the one on paper where you think blimey that is a signing and a half for us I'd I'd probably say either Paul Anderson or Paul Digby you've got to pick one I'm going to be you've got to pick one Paul Digby <laughs> been fantastic in it's a couple of little mistakes but that's just getting down to getting used to working with the team but to be honest he's, he's been flawless all, all pre-season picking out passes yeah. he's just bossing that midfield we've never had we've not really had a playmaker really we've had players that will just sit in midfield and play the ball around but we've never had someone that wanted to get the ball forward attacking from the midfield and supplying the strikers with these chances. Interesting that you bring Digby up there as the man who probably, you know, you're going to say is the man. I mean, I watched him against Sheffield Wednesday, I watched him against Nottingham Forest as well, and Middlesbrough. Yeah. Can't remember the exact games it was now, but I wrote 
in one of the blogs on, on, on the blog page about him playing that interceptor role yeah. breaking yeah. up the back yeah. Yeah. yeah breaking up the back four and getting box to box that sort of quality and we'll probably touch upon this a little bit more as well him and Jack Thomas are similar ages but the golfing quality is ridiculous well, that's one of the things I was going to come on going to mention later on is the future of Jack Thomas I think we should come on to that but um, going on to actually picking, the, picking another player out there as well I think probably the most surprising um, factor you know the player that we brought in is, uh, is Sterling James because I think when, when we bought him most people will have looked at that and said who you know never would have heard of him and thought he wouldn't come in and do, do a lot this is why he's an army player nothing nothing next spectacular there but actually he's probably been one of the, one of those that has come out looking one of those most likely to you know, get a shirt for the for the crew uh, for the crew match I. he always looks really feisty up front he was willing to go and attack the ball you look at like no, no disrespect to these players Matt Green let's just settle something here on uh, Matt Green yeah. right <laughs> Because this winds me up, it genuinely does, and I don't care what backlash I get from this. Now, I expect I will get some backlash from this, but we need to move on from Matt Green. Yeah. Matt Green's just a player from yeah. five seasons ago when he was yeah. in his good spell. I don't think he did anything decent in his second spell, to be honest. No. He never recovered from an in- injury, and we've spent far too long saying, Matt Green's the main man, we've got to get it to him, he's going to carry us through. He's not, he's a conference yeah. player. Yeah. Yeah, you Leave at, it. You look at the chances he missed, really, for us last season. Mm. Yeah, That's the Portsmouth one, well, actually, you, you bring that up actually. Yeah. He came off the bench against Portsmouth. One of the keepers. Yeah, I said it in commentary at the time, I went, there's so many times in the conference that he'd laced that, buried it into the bottom corner, jobs are good. Yeah. Didn't look confident, he didn't, it didn't even look like he wanted to be there, to be honest. It's time we moved on from Matt Green. Absolutely. I think it's and one of those, it's where, where we've got to good thank him for what he's done as well, yeah. you know. Yeah, it is. He got us out of the He's going to be great at Lincoln. Let's let's not yeah. not yeah. pull ears. He will score Reed against us. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. He will score. Yeah. <laughs> you look at him compared to Sterling James. Sterling James, he's wanted to run for the ball. Matt Green, pass strikers, Ross Dyer, Nick Wright. <coughs> never, never. God, name Nick Wright. This is the back of it. But all the strikers that we brought in, they've never wanted to chase the ball. Like never chasing the ball uh, off the goalkeeper when he's about to kick it. Hmm. Yeah, Danny Rose does it, but you, you need someone to back up as well. Because if if you've not got Sterling James on or you've not got Danny Rose on, nobody else is really pushing forward that much. They've never put the pressure on the goalkeeper to do it. Hmm. So I think to have that bit of energy up front, someone that's actually going to run for the ball, and he knows where the back of that is. He's got a ferocious free kick well, as well. Fantastic. Yeah. in non-league as well as I mean the non-league comparison but there's no reason why players can't do it at this level it's all oh, about yeah, and getting the ball there's a reason why people score goals it's service yeah that's it you play uh, again, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, we've on some quality, but for me, I, I still think Leandro. I think he'll be the player that can get us them goals. Yeah. I really do. I mean, also seven in pre-season, is it? Five or seven? He's up there, isn't he? Five, five, I, think I think it's seven. I might be wrong. I think it's five. I might be wrong, but either way, it's worth a yeah. in between. But no, I, I just think not just because of now, but I think it'll be a good investment for the club. Yeah. Think, you know, if he starts scoring this season, and hopefully we will. He'll get the service, hopefully. And I think we've got a top player there. I really do. And I think him and Danny Rose, from what I've seen in, in the partnership from, from them two, they didn't pay together at Alfton on Saturday, but the games they have played together, that does look like a nice little partnership, which yeah. has seemed to have clicked already. They yeah. seem to understand each other well. I did a article about him earlier a few weeks ago, and I, I just still believe that. You know, it, when you look at him off, off the ball as well, it runs tracks back, you know, he gets involved, and yeah. yeah He's going to be a top player for us, I really think. Top class talent, and I think we're very lucky to. Yeah, I mean, again, when, he's get, when the midfielder and the defence are getting the ball upfield, 
he's good at holding the play up with obviously Danny Rose holds the play up well and I think that's where the connection between them two come in they're both a very similar style of play and if you've got someone that plays the same as well roughly the same as you you can sort of like guess what they want sort of like what ball what's played through to them if you were playing like like 4-4-1-1 you've got one player sat behind the other if you're similar players you're going to know what sort of balls to play they'll know what sort of where to play what defenders they'll look at the defenders coming up against them like they'll be looking at crew at the minute they'll be looking at their defence how their defence sort of like play, has played before look at the players that they've brought in how they played mm. and you'll look try and find the best way through their defence and that so far I think it's worked for Rose and Angle they've, um, they've played well mm. and I think to have strikers that are playing well as well as scoring goals it's alright getting a, go- a goal scorer but if you've not got someone that's going to be part of the team as well then it's not going to it's not going to work if you've not got that teamwork between them definitely let's have a look at the future of Jack Thomas Nathan you mentioned it earlier Cam we watched him at Raymouth last night he captains the, the under 21s as they won the Green Energy Challenge Trophy on by four goals to one does he have a future at the club my honest opinion as, 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 as much as I'd love to say he would I don't think he does I just think even though he's got the heart of the club and at one point it did look promising for him I just think the quality like you mentioned earlier the quality now is so different uh, I, I don't see him happening. I mean, there's what two years, two three years max difference between him and Digby. Yeah. yeah. And the development of that Digby's had from Ipswich and from the previous clubs that he's been at, compared to the development that Jack's had for a similar age and similar position, similar time of player, yeah. it's just different class. I, mm. I, I genuinely don't see a way. I mean, I think any Mansfield Town fan would love him too, wouldn't they? Yeah. They'd love him to come through. There's no doubt that everyone Mansfield Town fan wants him to, to, to be in there. Jack's a great lad. I've watched him from his youth team days come right through to the first team, but. Yeah. What he needs now is, I think he knows it himself as well, I think he'll be the first to admit it, he needs to get out to a conference club where he's going to play week in, week out. I'm not, I'm not talking Barrow or Boston, the Conference North, where he knows an ex-manager. He needs a fresh start, a manager he doesn't know, players he doesn't know, to get out and say... It's where he's going to learn, play. isn't it? I yes. can play. Because otherwise he's not going to have a future in football because he's just going to stagnate and, and go stale. I think that's the last thing we want to see. We, we, I mean, even you know, whether it's with us or someone else, we want... we. we as a Mansfield Town supporter, everyone will want him to go on and do well, won't we? That's, he, like I say, a lot of us have got to know him as a player and as a person, and uh, he is a great lad. So, I mean, I don't see him with a future, but I'd, I'd always wish him the best wherever he goes, as long as it's not Chesterfield. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Obviously, we, we'd like to obviously see him in. What do you think on the subject of younger players that Paul Rayner and... and and uh, obviously Steve Evans will, will do this year because they've got Lewis Collins in the first team squad training uh, we know that three or four of the other youth team lads do play with um, the first team is in training they do train with them a lot yeah. how important is Jamie Maguire in this role to, do, to, to sort of take them under his wing he's, he's a coach now he's no longer a player sadly I'd love to see him still have the shirt on without a doubt he's, he's now yeah. moving to coaching with the 21s how important is his role in developing those younger players and integrating with the squad because I think once we're playing reserve league, every home game there'll be two, three, four senior players who aren't playing, which we'll talk about in, in podcasts over the course of the series, of, of course. But there'll also be those younger players who are on the fringe of the first team. How important is Maguire in that role? I think he's going to be it's going to be a key part of the academy side of the team. And you know what? 
you look at Maguire's experience, the levels that he's played at, how long he's played there for a start, it's it's something different. We've not we've got Richard Cooper in in the academy side, got experience there. He knows what he's doing. Uh, same as Mike Whitlow and. John Dempster, all fantastic people, all know what they're doing. But I think to bring Jamie McGuire in gives it a bit of an edge because it's not only does he. You're going to say he's mental, aren't you? You're going to say he's absolutely <laughs> mental. Yeah, I'll give him that. But passionate mental, and not not yeah, mental. Yeah, yeah. But passionate, he lives and breathes, man. Well, he did. I don't know whether he still does. Obviously, he's, is he at Boston? Boston he's yeah. playing Boston yeah. part-time now, isn't he? Yeah. I used to keep his hand in there, but I, again, I think looking, just to respond this briefly, I think looking at that from a sceptical point of view, I think there's something in that. I think once he gets to sort of, you know, October, November time, Adam Murray needs a couple of players at Boston. He knows Richie Cooper well. He knows he'll, he'll coach the younger players well. He knows how to play them. Yeah. Maguire is playing at Boston. He's a coach at the under-21s here. Yeah. Do, am I putting two and two together and getting seven, or am I, am I, am I on the money? Yeah, it makes sense, obviously, you know, getting the contacts and that. So it makes sense, you know, and it'd be good for the younger players as well, you know, just to get first team football, you know, especially to toughen them up as well at that level. So, yeah. It does, and what we've seen of the youth team last night at Rainworth, they're looking absolutely solid. Just, well, they've won the, their division two years in a row now. Two years in a row. Yeah. And, I think and that's the same team as well, so they're going to get older and progress. Yeah. Uh, there were some fantastic performances last night. You look at Sam Wilson in goal, looking absolutely solid. Yeah, he made one mistake, it cost him a goal. But you know what? Just as a team performance, he played really well. I think I think the only let-down player last night was Jack Thomas, to be honest. It, it's it harsh, but it's true. It is harsh, mm. but you know what? I don't, it, you look, How did he play last night? Yeah. For me, I said this too, didn't I, Kevin, at the start? I asked Cam the question... If you were Steve Evans and Paul Rayner, who, who Paul Rayner was watching last night, incidentally, what would you want from Jack Thomas? Cam said, take control of the ball, control the midfield, boss the game. Stop giving away fouls as well, because all I've noticed over the yeah. It came on against, was it Middlesbrough in, yeah, in the game? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 21 seconds, yeah. it's ridiculous. But yeah. he's, he's, that's lack of experience, yeah. and I think because he's not had the chances, he's not had not had the chances in the game, but he's just not had chances to play at all. You look at the players that were brought now, in. Is that yeah. down to bad man management, question of attitude? There has been that question raised with, with Jack Thomas, or a mixture of the two. I think it is a mixture of both, to be honest. I think, obviously, not getting game time. He's still only a young lad. He will get a little bit stocky about things. If he's not getting game time, then most players wouldn't be happy. That's why you send players out on loan to get the game time, to get the experience. Jack's not had that. He's been sent out on loan to Barrow. It's like fair enough to Barrow, they're pushing playoffs in the conference. But he needs to go somewhere that, like Craig said, he needs to go somewhere new, make a name for himself. He's got to start again, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, like he's pretty much got to start again. Yeah. He, he, could, he made a couple of good passes, a couple of good interchanges last night, but he's still going into tackles knee high, making ridiculous lunges. He needs to cut that. If he wants to be a, a good player, he needs to cut that sort of stuff out because if you get that from players, it's going to be a bit of a liability. And this comes this. back to my Digby thing because Digby does make those challenges and he does win the ball back and he does go in for heart harsh challenges but he does it in the right way yeah. he applies yeah. himself in the right way he's got that clever knowledge about him but yeah. 
it's an interesting one. Hopefully, you know, Jack Thomas does go on to have a, a decent future. And with that, if that's with Mansfield Town, then, then fantastic. If not, then we wish him all the best. Let's briefly move on to the striker situation. Uh, push of time, so looking at the, the time of my phone now, I think the rain's cost a little bit. I only got 10, 10 past 12 on my uh, parking ticket, so I'm thinking I might have to leg it back. Every sort of good fun. Cam's got quicker legs than me, so it's fine. I'll send him with some more keys. Uh, I know, he'll come and, come and climb me. Strike situation, a bid's been accepted, unlikely to be done before Saturday. We mentioned it earlier with Rose, Angle, Sterling, James. We didn't mention Jimmy Spence, but I think he's a, a decent, good hold-up player. He will get goals, he'll get in good positions, he will earn goals. One word answer, around the table, do we really need a big out-and-out 30-goal-a-season striker with what we've got at the moment? Yes or no, Nathan? Thanks for letting me go first. Um, <laughs> All the pressure. Yeah. I'm going to say to win the league, yes. For promotion, no. Can. That was a tough one, to be honest. I didn't ask for it to win. Yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably say no. Yeah. Yes. 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 I am also going to say no. So we've got two yeses and two no's around the table. Purely because I think... Steve Evans has backed Danny Rose to get 25 goals a season. Angle says he wants to get 20, 25 goals a season. Jimmy Spencer will get you 10. Um, Sterling James will get you 10, 15, maybe even 20 if he gets a good one in the side. Paul Anderson will get you goals. Atkinson will get you goals. You've got goals from all over the pitch. We look good from set pieces this year. I think let's not buy a striker. Let's get a young, hungry striker on loan who's got goals in his tank just to support there. And then if we need it in January have another look at the situation I mean the thing is though in press Steve Evans did say that it is a young young uh, player that we have bidded for so it may be no, nobody will able to think of that it may be somebody that is quite young who is hungry and, and, and wants to prove himself so that might fit the bill still what you're saying but instead, instead of getting them on loan we're actually paying something and having them as a, they may be someone that as an asset that we're going to sell on Certainly so. Right then, let's have a look at Crew Saturday. First game of the season. Crew Alexandra, of course, managed by former stag Dave Artel, took over last season. Bit of an indifferent pre-season from Crew Alexandra, to be fair. Um, one result which does spring out at me, a full-strength Crew side last weekend, beaten 3-0 by Macclesfield in the conference. Only played one home game as well, whether that's um, something to do with the pitch or whatever. I'm not sure they beat a Stoke City 11 by three goals to one uh, on, on Saturday. So what are we expecting from Crew? They were a very average side last year and they've not really done too much business in the transfer market. I think it'll be a tough game. With Obviously, I went to Crew last year and I thought that it, was, it was a tough game. The pitch was it was an alright pitch, but the, the weather didn't really do any help for that. But to be honest, it was a good game. It was, it was a very rough game, I'll give them that. They were a very tough side. And I think that's where Stags needed the bigger players. Last season we, we didn't really have the midfielder, midfielder that will boss the midfielder out. Fair enough, we brought Jamie McGuire on. But I think this season we're going to. I think we'll win there, to be honest. Because you look. Obviously, are they doing in pre season more draws than I think we said earlier, didn't we? You can, you can pretty much discount pre season, can't you? For yeah. Work yeah. Anyway, so. yeah. Right then, one thing we are going to do on the podcast each week is we are going to do a bit of a predictions game, get a predictions league going. Again, well thought out, I've thought of it on the way here. Um, what we're going to do each week is we're going to predict the um, match score. If you get it correct, it's going to be 10 points. So 
say for example, uh, Mark, you went crew one, Mansfield three. If you finished crew one, Mansfield three, you'd get ten points. You then select your goal scorers. So let's say crew one, Mansfield three, Danny Rose, Lee Angle, and just for a laugh, uh, Conrad Logan. <laughs> All three score, you get, a, you get a bonus point for every single player. If you put Danny Rose as one of your three and he scores a hat trick, you only get one bonus point if you've only seen him score one. That understandable so far? Yep. If you get the outcome right, so say Mansfield win 2 1, you said 3 1, it's just five points. Also, bonus points for the. Um, the goal scorers as, as we said yeah. so did have a pen somewhere but I can listen back to this anyway and write it down anyway so who wants to go first who's, who's going to go who's going to throw themselves under the bus and, and give their prediction first looks like it's me then yeah. go on then mate I'll go I'm, um, I'm going to go for a solid 2-0 win Stags goal scorers um, goal scorers will be Sterling James and I'm going to go for Atkinson ok Cam I'd say 2-0 as well 2-0 and Rose and Digby. I want to say 2-1 Stokes. Uh, scores being Angle and Nellis. Okay. I am going to go also for 2-1 Stags. I'm going to go for Danny Rose and <laughs> Leango for, my, for mine. Going to do some extra points now. Um, obviously, as we wrap this, as we wrap this up, Steve Evans doesn't know what his starting lineup is going to be yet, so I thought for 10 points per player, for a, a, an extra laugh, why not predict the, the, the starting lineup? Now, Mark, I know for a fact you've already got yours written down, so we'll start with you by proxy. Okay. Um, I think Conrad Logan in goal, Ben uh, in, Pierce Diamond and White in defence, Anderson out wide, Digby Mellis in the midfield, Atkinson out wide, and Rosen Angle up front. I'd probably start a Lesnickin goal with a little solid at Alfredin, to be honest. Um, I'd probably start. This is a tough one, to be honest. I'd probably go same back line. It's a like football manager. It is. Yeah, I'd say. It's tough, isn't it? I'd probably go Benning, Pierce. I'd probably play Taft instead of Diamond and White on the wing. Uh, Anderson, Digby, Mellis, Atkinson sounds about right, to be honest. And I'd probably play Sterling, James, and Rose up front. Nathan. Come on, Logan. Benning, Murphy. And Diamond and White right back. Uh, midfield, I'd go for Anderson on the left. And then the centre midfield is very tough, I think. But I'm going to say Digby and Will Atkinson. Um, not sure it's on the right. Well, up front anyway. I'll, I'll, go for, I'll go for front. How's that? It's tough, this. Yeah, um, I'm going to say up front. I'll go for right, back, right mid in a minute. Up front, I'm going to go for. Uh, Danny Rose and Sterling James I think he'll start interesting okay and your right winger I don't actually know what to say just put a name on it it's only 10 points only for a laugh just, uh, just well, because I'm not sure about the midfield I'm going to say Mellis just because I think he, he could come in the centre anyway so. interesting because it doesn't matter where they end up playing yeah if, that's if why I'm saying you're going to get points so yeah. he's playing for points <laughs> that's that what I'm point. playing for <laughs> I'm going to go I'd, if I was Evans I'd pick a Lesnick but I'm going to go Logan because I think it looks like it's going to be Logan um, Bennett Pierce Diamond Benning Potter Digby 
Byron, Anderson, with uh, Rose and Angol up front. Now, last chance to double your points. I've just thought of this on the path, on, on the spot, Captain. Double your entire points from this week only by getting the correct captain for the opening game. Mark, Diamond, Cam, Anderson, Nathan, Anderson. I'm going to go Anderson. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, earlier on I asked you uh, all a question as well. We'll wrap this up now as well. The connection question, a pointless question, no prizes for each week, as we say. I'll ask a random stage related question, which is a connection with the upcoming fixture. Some will be easy, some will be hard. Um, I'll ask the question to start as I did when we were outside and before it started raining, which incidentally, since we've moved in here, it has stopped raining. Wow. So <laughs> we've moved in here to get all the clatter of the coffees and what have you for, for no reason whatsoever. But there you go. I asked you who was sent off in the final league game of the conference season 2012 13 when Mansfield won the league, and what's the connection to Saturday's League 2 opener at Crew? Mark, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> was this is only a guess, but <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Luke. <laughs> Probably gonna run with Luke Jones. Okay. Can. I definitely know this one. Go on then. Uh, yeah, that's confidence. Uh, he said that with the <laughs> It was Dave Artell yeah. <laughs> for Wrexham for a high footed challenge on Colin Daniel right down the dugouts in front of the Bishop Street. And Dave Martell is now manager at It's very specific, Nathan. Yeah, I, was just, I just suddenly had a, had a thought there. When, it, when you were saying, um, I just thought, obviously, links to crew. And then I thought, doesn't have to, I was thinking of a Stags player. Yeah, I was thinking of a Stags player, but then, yeah. and then I realised obviously Wrexham. So yeah, Dave Artell. Yeah, uh, the answer of course was Dave, Dave Artell, who was sent off expertly described by Cam and is now the crew Alexandra manager. Well, like the proverbial referee, it's time for me to blow the full-time whistle on the first ever episode of the Mansfield Matters podcast. Please share the links to all of this all over your social media pages. Details of ours are in there as well, our Twitters, whatever, so you can follow us if you wanted to. Hopefully we've made it easy enough for you to download so you can listen on the way to crew or whenever you want really, whether you listen to it in the bath, whether you listen to it whilst you're cooking dinner, whatever tickles you fancy, we're not going to judge anybody, you do whatever it is you like, so, so there you go, make sure uh, you check out our blogs etc over the weekend and join the chat on social media as well, we want you to, to get involved. Uh, before we do go though, uh, quickly, I did mention earlier on the podcast, which I forgot to do in this one, that we'll be starting something called the Ultimate Eleven, we're running out of time today so we'll start that next week. Basically, we're all going to pick our favourite players from a certain position. Uh, we all pick a different player each, and then we put it to the vote on Twitter, and we create the ultimate eleven. There's the idea behind it, anyway. So that's a reason, if not for any other reason, to join us at the same time next week. As I say, make sure you check out all our blogs over the weekend. Join the chat on social media. We'll be back crashing into the internet next week. Until then, from me, from Mark, from Nathan, and from Cam, and of course from Gladwell Custom, who I'm happy to tell you is having a nice little sleep on the floor after eating some twigs earlier on. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.